0: All right, guys, here we are again on our next episode of the Left of Greg podcast. As always, we are joined by, I am your host, well, I should introduce myself, uh, Mr. Brian Marin, as usual, and we have Greg Williams, who the podcast is affectionately named after. Uh, with us today, again, we have uh, Will Atkinson, a super... Super smart guy, former instructor of this program, has a wealth of knowledge and experience from a whole bunch of different areas, uh, and just a a good guy and uh, knows human behavior really well. And today we also have, for the first time on, Mr. Brian Shea. Brian, uh, him and I go way back, way, way back, a long time. We've been friends for a long time. He's got a ton, ton of experience uh, within government work, uh, outside government work, and just a, a great Great, great Intel analyst and 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 wicked smart guy, as they say out on the East Coast. So <laughs> thank you guys for uh, for joining us and having us here today. So we'll go ahead with that with those uh, horrible horrible introductions. We'll go ahead and get started. And yeah, thank yeah. God
1: for editing. You know?
0: <laughs> cool. Yeah. Too bad I'm not I'm not that that very good at the editing part yet. So it's all going on there. But no, but, Brian. Uh,
1: I think one of the things that you can say, Brian, is that if anybody wants to know the background of the people that are on mm-hmm. any of the pods. They can go where? where yeah, where they can, can go, go
0: to the website, ArcadiaCognorati.com. I'll post it on here with it. But you can jump right on there and find out all you want to know and, and some things that you didn't about us. So
1: <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, I, I'm going I'm to look tonight. Exactly. So
0: today. So today I, I,
1: appreciate everybody, uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in on such short notice. Uh, what prompted this is Brian and I were having a sidebar discussion on something that I think is hugely important, and that's uh, something that nobody wants to do. Nobody wants to go to a class on report writing. Everybody wants to, to you know, be using uh, uh, explosive entry and, you know, uh, two-person shooters from an automobile while it's in, you know... Uh, in uh, flight, yeah. Exactly, coming out <laughs> of the, the, the transport, yeah. you know what I'm saying, before, the, before the, the, the helos land and smoke is going. Nobody wants to talk about report writing. But the fact of the matter is that for... Uh, left of the next bank follow-up for prosecution, uh, for insurance purposes, for so many, uh, panacea, other things that it's essential for. And and Brian, I think one of the things that brought it up is uh, Brian and I had a companion discussion about a salute report. And the salute report, and I can't talk talk about the, the place in theater, but uh, a salute report, each one of the letters means something so you can remember size, activity, location, unit, those type of things. Now, The problem is that when the person that was trained in the salute report went forward as a forward observer, that person transmitted information back to another element, and that element got the idea that the size of the unit was immense, when what they actually transmitted was a vehicle and a couple of guys. Now, that might not seem like a big thing, but in combat where you have a resource-deficit environment, and you've got commanders that had to lift up people that were doing other jobs to come over, and now air assets, and you've got a JTAC that's headed that way and all that other stuff. It was probably tens of millions of dollars for a mistake on the radio when a person got a salute report wrong and filled in the wrong column. Now, that's just an example to get your head in the game, but the idea is we've all seen those, and so what do we do? What do we do to talk about it? Well, we bring four of the smartest people, while well, three and me, uh, that I've ever met. Uh, I'm here virtually uh, only for my weight. I think that's what it is. So, uh, But uh, uh, we bring a bunch of smart people together so we can have a discussion about it. Brian, uh, I, I've done three bold quests. The whole goal of bold quest was to be able to make sure that the information that comes to the units prevents green on blue, blue on blue, those type of things, and just this type of salute report mistake. And uh, you got an analyst on the board. you got Teach, who was there for Two of those bold quests and a bunch of other uh, training that we did. And Brian, as a, a Marine Scout sniper and a, a instructor trainer for this skill, I think we've got a perfect board to discuss that. And I, I'll throw this final thing out there for everybody to chomp on. One of the ONR, the Office of Naval Research, comments was that the information was significantly better in people that were trained in our skill set than just an average person or a person trained at a military academy or a police academy because they were able to utilize the human behavior-based threat prediction and analysis architecture I built to put their words in a way that it made sense to a person on the other end of a radio or, or reading it six months later at a trial. Did that yeah, help, Brian?
0: Well, yeah, um, we'll, we'll have to clarify which, which Brian uh, we go to from now on because we've got two of us on here. But, but no, I think you brought up a great point. And, and actually one of the things that you said was, hey, you notice that there's a you alluded to a, a finite amount of resources, right? So, you, you know, I'm calling this in. I make a mistake. Well, we have to base things off of that. So that's no different than, that's no different than... Uh, Hi, Jacqueline. Uh, hello. Uh, there's no different than, than uh, uh, anywhere here in the U.S., whether that's a police department, whether that's a school, whether yep. that's a hospital, you, you, right? We, so we have a finite amount of resources, just like with the gentleman who... who we talked to earlier this week same thing doing doing a, a massive massive uh survey review of their 96 different locations and and almost not even knowing where to start or what to do so right. and and we have a finite amount of resources so how do we get better just at you utilizing what we already have right now okay well what's the what's the one common factor that we can get into there hey maybe your organization has the best you know cameras uh, your organization has the best of this but but you know if, if we don't, we don't necessarily need that technology. If we just have people that are already there that have the tacit knowledge of the location, you know, informed in a skill set where they can go, oh, okay, this is what I'm seeing. Now that starts to add a little bit more validity to their reports. It adds a little bit more color to it. And I, and exactly. I'm, and I'm, I'm sure you guys have examples. I know Will and Brian, uh, Shay, uh, about things you've seen where it's just, hey, this came across, But but how do we commit resources to this report versus committing resources to this report how do we determine which one is better? Sometimes it's just if I had better reporting, I might get a better. I might be able to make a more informed decision.
1: Yep.
2: So first of all, um, when when you're talking about allocating our the resources, um, there's what you're talking about is covering the seams and gaps anywhere you have, like seams and gaps in the battle space, and we all know that's where bad guys like to hide. So it's hard enough to cover them as is with your geometries of com, Intel, optics, whatever you're utilizing at that time. So when you misallocate resources, you're immediately opening up seams and gaps um, for more for that person to hide within. So you're, you're doing them a, a service actually. And, and secondly, you're not giving yourself the, the gift of time with this effective and efficient communication. If everyone comes to the meeting with all the same language, you can start the meeting a lot quicker. And you don't have to sit around and go, hey, uh, that guy with that thing, and what do you mean with that, and what are you talking about? So time can be a precious commodity, um, and, and we all know that. So once you get everyone on the, on the same page as quickly as possible, whether it's through a common scientifically vetted language, um, you can start cutting down seams and gaps instead of creating them by allocating resources to a, a language that's already predetermined that to be effective for your units.
1: T- teach, I would add to that the gift of time and distance, um, uh, discovery learning is no way to find out about a situation as a copper or as a triage nurse or as a, a parent coming to the school to pick up your kid and all of a sudden the kid's not where you left them. Okay, discovery learning means you've got to skin your knee every gosh damn time something happens, and that's not good enough. The idea of the gift of time and distance is you don't have to have two combatants wearing 16-ounce gloves in a dark room uh, and circling around till they find information. That's not the way to go. What, what it is is every baseline uh, needs to be built, and the granularity and the fidelity in that baseline comes from information, comes from your five senses, comes from your receptors that are out on the ground, and somebody has to collate that. Somebody has to put that together into a message. And and the people like Brian Shea are the people either gathering or they're putting that together or they're disseminating that. So, Brian, how, how do skills like this – Assist you uh, uh, or go the opposite way, why are these skills necessary because they they weren't around before
3: um, to be honest the the other aspect to it that I think is really critical is um, you know one of the guys I work with was kind of asking me like, so how are you you know kind of picking this stuff this this informations this data up kind of relatively quick, considering I'm technically a civilian and technically first time in law enforcement, right? And my answer, I had to take a kind of little bit of a brief pause. The the answer I came up with was data talks to me. The information speaks. Every report is actually a living, breathing document too. And so the totality of all these reports, um, you know, case reports in law enforcement or, um, you know, um, kind of source reporting in the intelligence community, it all says something, right? And so that's the. I think that's kind of also what you're discussing a little bit of. Is when you're writing a report, it's three dimensional. It's a piece of paper gets emailed out or put through your you know CRM system or your um, case management system, whatever the case might be. And the people who get it, the end user or the end users, there might be a chain of them. The language and the descriptors are critically important, and it's actually like. I don't know how many times I have actually come across like 1 hundred reports almost sometimes not being um, overly dramatic with that number. And I would just take phrases from like 15 or 20 of them. And that's how all of that document, all those documents come together. Right. right. It's that there's a link. And well, I think that's a really important thing is that it's, you know, I kind of lean in. I love to lean in. Um, and when you do that, you get a little bit dangerous too. Um, but it's what is the what does the actual information tell you and then that kind of helps to regurgitate that kind of that baseline up towards the either to the beat the beat cop the, um, the operators in the field or the command staff and yeah. you know there's different levels of information that you're going to put to the command staff versus you know the, the, the guys on the beat or the, the operators and whatnot um, and so it's that feeling it's that really I, I do I do believe that every and this is what kind of why I love to read is every written document. If it's not written like it's a living, breathing document, it's crap. Right. And, and
1: I want just, you to go back yeah. to that. I, I yeah. want to touch. Yeah. With yeah. Let go me,
3: ahead. Let me, Greg. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Let, no. Let me get a square here real quick. And sorry about the phone call. I'm at the office and uh, I, I'm flashing and blinking, so somebody <laughs> needs something. Uh, but listen, there's a legal uh, obligation. No matter what you do that if you're going to write a report and it's uh, subsequently going to become a testimony of some sort, whether you're an insurance yeah. investigator or a, you work at a hospital or you're a teacher trying to document a, 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 in, in, in a case of bullying in school, one, there's a thing called the four corners of the document, and if the information that occurred isn't found in the four corners of that document subsequent, when you go out and you're being an investigator testifying, you can't testify to it later. You can't say, oh, by the way. This happened, and I want to say, well, if it was important enough for you to say it now, it should have been important enough for you to put it in report. The second part of that is that uh, Title 42, Section 1983 capers are about uh, uh, negligence. If you don't educate yourself, if you're negligent, if your reporting falls short, Not only can you be held liable for that, and and you're acting under the color of law if you're testifying to something or you're putting it down into words, even if it's on a napkin, even if it's a a personal note that's written in your diary, it's going to come out at trial. So you better get yourself some training and education to understand why it's important. What I like is Brian Shea is telling us, hey, listen, I'm holding the pallet and i got this big white sheet that's as big as a semi, and I've got to take your reports and come up with a beautiful painting out of those reports that everybody can read and understand. Mm -hmm. But, but, But that's not all there is. There's a legal standard that has to be met about information processing.
0: Well, and the, and that's so the, the one that I'll, I'll put it to this this way because actually Eric just brought it up when we were, we were speaking earlier. But what, what you just said, I have this canvas and I, I gotta I gotta Bob Ross this right. I gotta I gotta give you the portrait here. I gotta do the last two brush strokes and make it all look amazing. Uh, so so maybe it just because of I know uh, myself, Greg and and Will and our experience with the program and human behavior that we teach, that that Brian Shea hasn't had any of it. But but over conversation, just him reading is like this is this is incredible. So yeah. so I'll I'll put it to to brian and you greg so so brian if you can give what are some what are some of the issues that you've seen meaning okay man i, I wish this report had more of this or or what are those common themes that are generally missing and and you can, maybe you could give some examples or or uh, a story of one particular one doesn't matter whatever you have and then and then i'll throw that back to you greg where you could respond and say well look a common lexicon of of this likely would have helped in that scenario, likely would have helped in that in that situation. I don't know, Brian, if you, if you have something or, or, or some type of common things that you've seen where you're going, uh, he didn't really put this in or maybe he wasn't clear about this because everyone's experiences are a little bit different. How we articulate things can be a little bit different.
3: Yeah, and I, I think um, one of the biggest gaps that I've always found was the lack of articulating detail in the narrative and detail... Um, depending on, because, you know, I, I come from on both the federal side now and the, the local side. Um, as Greg pointed out, there's, um, everything is discoverable, discoverable now. So that has a different onus versus on the other end where that is still true, but it was used in a different method, right? Um, it's that articulating the detail consistently has always been the gap. It's that the you know let's just say for example like an offender was using a revolver in a um in a robbery and the person kept their trigger finger underneath the um the guard right on the on the handle and was moving the weapon left and right left and right hand so very ambidextrous right that was actually in a report and that was great because we also had some then video and it's it could kind of lead you to one or two things one being this guy's really, really trying to be careful to keep his finger away from the trigger to not turn a robbery into a robbery homicide. Or the gun is bullshit. <laughs> it's actually not a real one, or it's a replica, right? And there's, you know, I think we're beginning to lean towards maybe there's more of a replica than a real. Um, but again, it was actually written that the the officer who wrote the report was saying that he was jostling the weapon very quickly between left and right hand. And then I also see reports where um, someone stole a car, and the the offender, tow truck, period. There's, I you know, it's kind of one of those, like, I have a list of groups that I could pin it to, but I can't use that now. And so that's, you know, that body of evidence that you kind of slowly put that mosaic together on the wall, right? It's those details, you know. A black car is not good enough. A black truck is not good enough. You know what? What did the guy actually look like? Like white? It's and it's not just height and weight, which we get often. It's what else about it? What was distinctive? <laughs> and I think that also kind of talks to the, like the the uh, the population writ large. Um, you know, Greg Bryan has mentioned this many times from the other podcasts and uh, Mar and I's conversations in the in the past, like. People don't know what they don't know. And then it just kind of hurts us. Cause yeah. it's that, again, it's that it's that rolling up of information which then you get that, oh hell, look at this now. You and know, it's it, like four it, or it, six months down the road when it's just like actually it's been in front of us the whole time, but this these details now put together say like, hey, with our limited resources, this is now a pride two versus a not even on the map before,
1: right? And, 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 and Marin- I think we need to, to put that in a frame, too. Let's yeah. look at things from both sides of the issue. And I, mm-hmm. I'll give you a caper uh, uh, Atkinson and I were involved in. Uh, Teacher has a, a long, rich history in law enforcement as well on both sides, as a matter of fact. And uh, so uh, Teacher <laughs> and I were working a, uh OCDF case, uh drug caper. I can't go into uh, specifics but it was multi-jurisdictional, and it was multi-geographical. And so we had to keep all the players straight and everybody that was organized, and we had to go in for search warrant after arrest warrant after affidavit after all this different information. And the people that we were working with, are like, holy crap, how do you guys keep all of this stuff straight? Your information architecture and your intelligence architecture has to be sound, or it's going to fail, and it's going to fail when you're testifying or when you're prosecuting. And I'll give you an example of what Brian Shea said. Brian Shea said, this fidelity-filled report is better than this one. Well, I'll tell you this. If you're writing an affidavit and the affidavit starts out, I am a sworn police officer in full uniform driving a fully marked scout car on a sunny Sunday afternoon when I observed in front of me a brown uh, Seville that pulled into the driveway of a single-story ranch-style home facing, front door facing north and west. What I'm doing there is not only giving my intel guy the information he needs, I'm giving all the secretaries the information they need. I'm giving the SWAT team so they can start drawing the schematic to hit the house. And you know what? I'm giving the defense attorney nowhere to go because the defense attorney, like, and I'm not saying defense attorneys are criminals or terrorists, I'm saying that defense <laughs> attorneys uh, understand seams and gaps, and they too exploit yeah, them. So right. You give me a crappy report, and a defense attorney is going to eat it up. you got to be able to shine. Yeah, exactly. You've got to be able to shine light on it. Now, now, we could go to one extreme and talk about the famous caper that we taught at the academies, uh, and it was a great caper, and it was a homicide, and uh, it was about hiding something in a Virginia. And the defense attorney got up because the term that they were looking for was a vagina, and the officer didn't know the difference. And it wasn't spell check. It was back when we used to have to hand jam everything. And so sadly, what happened is they called the uh, police officer up on the stand, and they had the report blown up huge, and they said, hey, could you read this line right here? And they read the line. And then they turned and they said, hey, listen, if you don't know the difference between this or this, how can i trust you to know the difference between this and this it doesn't have to fit because the defense attorney will eat you up on your details and that goes for insurance that goes for medical that goes for schools when we're talking about reporting the architecture is either sound and you have a common lexicon so everybody's on the same sheet or you're going to fail teacher mm-hmm. remember to caper
2: you know i do and but i think you're also we're touching on like some some high points, but we need to even go to a more basic level. It's that no one wants to write a bad report. Like, no one has right. goes and says, yeah. I intentionally want to write a bad right. report to get myself in a trick bag. Yeah. Because the first thing I started telling people is, like, anytime you say something or write something, imagine these two words after it, your honor. And, and if it doesn't meet that standard, then it's not... The standard where it needs to be. So no one wants to not have a, a report with details. Sometimes they just don't know what the details are. No one wants to have a report that doesn't have that rich texture, but sometimes they don't have the language to give it that rich texture, so they shy away from it. Yeah. So if you can give them, like as you said, Greg, an intelligence architecture um, and a framework from which to start building out that color, you, know, you're, you have the Bob Ross painting. And, yeah, some people are using oils and some are using pastels and some are using a crayon. Um, but if you can get it all kind of close enough on that, you can get the right pitcher together.
1: That,
2: that's and, and a teach,
1: architecture, architecture also means that everybody is playing together. A football team doesn't have just a, a quarterback. Every single person is playing a role out there on the field. So uh, when when uh, Teach and I were together, we did a, a caper with Shelly in Detroit. And so you got to see uh, both sides. You got to see a Colorado, you got to see a, a Texas, and you got to see a Michigan way of handling the same caper. And the idea was that there were still people, we call them Neanderthals in cop work, there were still people that were saying, saw felon, arrested same. And that was the report that you're getting. <laughs> yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? The next, yeah. the next thing is a flipping <laughs> booking sheet. And so we've got to go out, and you've got to try to resurrect. You've got to clear, boom, you've got to try to resurrect the caper. When the person that gave the information had everything at their fingertips, but they didn't understand just how important it was. Everything and, matters,
0: and and you you guys all touched on it. So my perspective, just listening to to Greg and Brian about about the the, the law enforcement uh, reports, because I mean I I my law enforcement experience comes from being on the other side of it. Uh, it but, saw
2: felon arrested, yeah. same. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: So, <laughs> so I was the saw time. cop <laughs> ran from. Yeah. From, yeah. So, I, my report would say saw <laughs> cop ran from cop. But <laughs> but, uh, but you no, know, what you guys are talking about too is is, is one uh, you're you know both examples of a report like uh, there was a great one with how you figured that out of a guy who constantly switches hands with 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 a pistol well well, anyone here who's ever carried a weapon or carried a gun or shot a lot knows that's kind of unusual behavior the one there you don't unless you're either super 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 highly trained that you can do that or you've got like no training at all it's it's the, the only two, uh, you know, courses of action for the, for that type of behavior. And so, what what he said was, okay, that one little thing. And what you guys all touched on here was exactly that is the is that pocket lint uh, w- that we would call it, right? That's a tiny little detail that 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 cracks everything open that we don't see as is necessarily important because we don't always attribute value to that. And and then you, what you guys also too with with a common lexicon or or w- with report writing is is not just how to write, but but instead of what do I look for, it's just, well, how do I look? How do I look for things in my environment? How do I find that pocket light? How do I know to look for for that behavior versus, well, he was this tall and he was wearing this colored shirt and he had a a tattoo right here, which are all important for identification purposes, but to give that overall picture, to be able to articulate every little event at the scene, I I think that's kind of what you're all talking about.
1: Let me give you a quick point in, in documentary evidence from a school standpoint that just happened uh, uh, in Denver, Colorado. Uh, so a teacher, uh, has been arrested. You get the internet, you get the news, look it up. Teacher was arrested for, uh, allegedly, uh, uh, sex with an underage student. So there's, uh, two things. There's the, the sex act and in a position of trust. So a lot of bad things happening there, but here's what's going on in the news two supervisors to that teacher knew about it a year before. And what they did is they took some notes and they said, let's see if it'll resolve itself. We're not sure of the credibility. They didn't go to law enforcement immediately. And I'm paraphrasing, but it's close enough. And what happened is when the person finally got arrested, that person turned and said, yeah, those two supervisors knew about it for a year and tried to cop a plea by turning in the people for not reporting it. Now, that's beautiful. It's so horrific. It's a beautiful mess to look at. It's like bad art. It's like a car wreck. you got to stare. But if you go to the reports, the supervisor and the immediate supervisor to the teacher didn't have a plethora of notes. They didn't have accurate notes. They didn't have times and dates. You don't have to be a documentarian, but they didn't have enough evidence to go back and say, this is where we did. This is what we did. This. So they didn't meet the standard. And when you fail to meet a standard, listen. If you're going to go out there and you're going to try to write a report, if you're going to try to have a small business, if you're going to try to, to counsel or interview somebody, and you don't have training, you're going to make a mistake. Training and education are the key to not getting out there on that slippery slope. Right. No, and
0: I think that's an important part. You just just continuing on that schools, and that's why I put that up on the up on the website of the Arapahoe County shooting, right? With with Carl Pearson, exactly. right? You, it's so blatantly obvious. You know, after you know, once the investigation goes, you can read the report. We have a link on there on the website. But but you look at the pre-event indicators on that timeline from from you know when years before leading up uh, to the actual event of him coming up and killing that girl and shooting up the school and trying to kill more and try and do more. You just highly unorganized plan, but. But that all those coming up, and and not only that is they're all they're all doing what they're all escalating. Each one of those events Certainly. slowly escalates and slowly escalates. And now it all takes is someone someone sitting there documenting that and, and writing that down, going, well, boy, hey, it doesn't take a, a, a you know a, a rocket surgeon to see where this thing is going, right? You yep. as a, as that behavior escalates, it it's only going one direction. It's not that staying the same. That oh, he's always late, but but that's about it. Or he always has this issue, but that's about but it.
1: But you're not going to know if somebody doesn't put it into the system. So if we were, if, if I was going to talk to a parent, I would say document things. When you go, if a person says this is a behavioral issue or if the school says this, keep those documents – because you cannot testify to what you don't have. You cannot testify that I thought, uh, objection, Your Honor, hearsay. You have to actually have that document with you. And the same thing that Brian Shea has to do by by going out there and cherry-picking the right information to make a compelling case, he shouldn't have to work that hard. Brian should be dealing with professionals that make his job easier, and, Brian, I I would venture to say that's not always the case. No. <laughs> well, well <laughs> I mean, I s- there's no need to so any yeah, yeah, further. Was, that was I'm I think
0: was profound enough. Uh, hopefully, if you're watching it, you'll you'll see. But but even if just listening, that that no is, I, I think that that no said a thousand words right there. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, yeah, and and you know, I, Brian, if you have got anything else to add to this too, but I think that the point of this is that training piece in understanding some basic principles of human behavior will allow that common lexicon that that like like you said about your learning and, and what, what you know and what you see in reports you just kind of feel it. You know when you see it. So it's intuitive. So it has to be something that's intuitive, that's cross a cultural, apolitical, that I can say, well, I can articulate this behavior based on the context of what I was viewing understanding a baseline and looking for those anomalies to go well this is what seemed odd i saw this thing here because you don't know especially if you're in that law enforcement you're a school administrator you're any type of security guard you don't know what seven other people have already reported or seen so if you don't say anything that's never going to make it into there
1: Marin, there's a cold case that has been around for a long time it's got to be 15 years old now and uh... it was an arson homicide mixed to destroy the evidence uh, the person that was a suspect was a former uh, fireman or uh, chief of the fire department, but he was high up in there, and nobody could get anything out of him. He did, he did an incredible job of killing his, uh, his wife and covering up all the evidence. And many years later, a cold case team went, and they looked at the evidence, and there was a very brief description in one of the reports, and nobody really put a, a magnifying glass on. Nobody put the laser focus on. And it was the position of the husband's car parked at the house. And they had photos from all these other events where the husband parked right up against the garage of the house. garage was too filled to pull the car in. But on this morning, when this natural occurrence of a fire happened, his car was pulled well back from the garage, 35 feet from the garage. Who would have known? Who would have guessed, hey, this, this night I have to pull my car this far away from where the origin of the fire was? And that was suspicious enough to get a jury to take a look, and the grand jury says, hey, let's get the ball rolling again. If you don't put the information in the four corners of the document, it's not going to happen. And no. if you don't know what you're doing, you need a guide. You need a mentor. You need somebody to help.
2: I, w- I would say also when, you, when we were talking about this, be aware of your own human behavior um, when you are doing your reports because you know outlines and templates are very helpful for organizing your thoughts. But when you're writing the writing that 500th report or the you know 800th time you've written this type of barking dog report, um, you don't want to fill in the blanks because now you're not change
1: blindness. Exactly, you're not
2: reporting at this point. You're just filling in the blanks, and you're going to leave out pertinent, salient details. That could be that car moved 35 feet down the street. That would be the most important point of that report.
1: And it may be your 500th report, teach, but it may be the only time that that person comes forward to have their story told. Exactly. So every single event, whether you're a teacher or you work in triage or you're uh, an insurance investigator, you have to take every single dog bite as as important as a mass shooting. You really do. That 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 has to be the same uh, weight given to both.
0: All right. Well, I think uh, I think that that probably kind of bring it in for a landing on that one. Uh, unless uh, anyone else has has anything else to add, uh, I appreciate you guys hopping on here. And, uh, you know, once again, you guys can, anyone listening can go to the website, www.arcadiacognorati.com. I'll post it. It'll be on here and can find out more information, can find out more about us, can contact us through there. So once again, I want to thank you guys for coming on here. This is kind of the first just getting started of, of, of many more to follow, and, and we'll, we'll create these discussions. And then as other people have topics and things that they want us to talk about, we'll, we'll sure enough uh, get to that. So unless you guys have anything else to add, I, I appreciate you guys coming on here.
1: Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank You. you.